This is In the Know for Monday, January 8th, the 8th day of 2024. There are 358 days left in the year. Good morning, MB. Guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's country station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com. Via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify podcast on Facebook. On YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we'll update you on the news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. Plus, we'll do a recap of the break and uh, just get started here in the new year. That and a whole lot more coming today here on in the know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire. Here's my good wife, the beautiful girl. It's Beach. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. It's been a long time since we've done this. I know, right? It might be the longest break from the show, possibly, that uh, we've oh, done. In, probably. Uh, because we followed the school calendar, we so did. that means, and the school kids got uh, an exceptionally long break, or it felt long. Yeah, I, I like the way that they did it, though. Oh, yeah, it was we, great. We stopped uh, midweek, and uh, then we went through... Three entire weekends, so yes. it made the break seem like a month long, but uh, kind of happy to get back into the routine of things. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about it in a moment, but did you have a good holiday season? I did. It was nice. Yeah, um, not as hectic as what it usually is, it, it seemed. Yeah. Did, did it feel the same to you? No, right. Maybe not as crazy? Yeah, it didn't feel as hectic as yeah. it sometimes does, so that's uh, that's good. He is the five-time winner of the Coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe. London, Budapest, Rio, Tokyo, and even Stop. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? It's been a long time. Yes, yes, it definitely has been a long time. Have you counted up the number of days that it's been? No, I don't know that I can count that high, right? What, what 15, 16, something like that? Longer than that? Yeah, two full weeks, so 10 work days, then uh, just Friday and Saturday. But when you add in the weekends, it seems like a really long period of time. And we had the Thursday, Friday in there as well. So yeah, I guess well, so it's been busy. On Wednesday, and I don't know. Did you have a good holiday season? Yeah, it was good. We uh, got to go home a couple of times. Uh, we did some games and so on, and uh, it was busy, but uh, it was good. It's good to kind of get back into the routine as well. I presume the one of the homes uh, trips home was yesterday. Yes, yes, I was in Cincinnati yesterday. It was very quick trip because I was just got up in the morning, drove up there, and then came back after the Bengals game. So it was very quick, but uh, over Christmas and then... I don't even know. I think there was another trip sometime since we've talked. I don't, I don't know. It's been it, it's been hectic. All the days run together during this time of year. Did you get anything good for Christmas? Got some, you know, as I say, now being at the age I am, you get, you know, practical things like luggage and car mats and, and so on. It's, it's things that I very much needed. But it's Is just funny that, you know, 20 years ago, you would have said, you're getting car mats. You would have been like, what? Why would you want that for Christmas? And now it's like, yes, it's exactly what I need. So the fact that you got luggage, is yeah, that some indicator? Yes, yeah, she perked up at well, luggage. Is that, up. I'm that going, some indicator minute. that you may be planning to travel? 
It was more that, honestly, when we went to the KBA conference, I I have had a suitcase. And when I was packing for that, I realized that that suitcase is not very practical. It's it's very much an overnight bag and not a multiple-day bag. So I was having to really almost take, like, two bags to go when I went to the conference. That's when I kind of realized, hey, I think I might need something in the case you never know what might happen. You did look a little silly carrying the glad garbage bag across the hotel lobby. Bless it. <laughs> no, you look just fine. Uh, anyway, so it's good to get back into the routine. I've kind of been ready to uh, get back to this for a few days just because uh, creatures of habit and get into a routine and all that type of thing. So anyway, kind of a new routine for us, but we're getting, uh, getting settled to it. Uh, it's going to be a quiet start to the week work-wise, but an alert day for tomorrow. We're going to see some dynamic weather move through the area, primarily in the way of wind for tomorrow. So if you still have Christmas decor out like we do, it might be a good idea to take some of that down, or it may be the neighbor's Christmas day next thing you know. So uh, we will get some wind move in tomorrow, wind advisory, especially along and south of the parkways, starting about midnight tonight through 10 a.m. tomorrow is the primary time. So if you're going to get stuff taken down, it probably needs to be this afternoon. Or this evening, we're going to see some heavy rain tomorrow, some wind gusts, as I mentioned. And then for areas off to the north, then they're talking about getting some snow for tomorrow night. But it will remain uh, warm enough that we'll just have rain in our area. Mostly cloudy, 47 for the high today. We will really only get down to 42 overnight tonight, so really not much of a change in our overnight temperature because of the rain and the cloud cover, which will keep us insulated. And then for tomorrow, we'll see a rain chance of 100%, primarily in the overnight hours. And we'll talk about it about 55 for your day. But if you glance ahead into the weekend and into early next week, we're going to see lows in the teens. So just be prepared for that. You might also surprise, I was surprised to learn, you might also be surprised to learn that the U.S. drought monitor was released a couple of days ago. And Kentucky, the drought conditions in Kentucky worsened over the past week including in Grayson County. There's a swath of south-central Kentucky, including Grayson County, and then it goes south from here over toward uh, Clinton County and comes back up to the north where the drought conditions have actually worsened. I have felt like we've had kind of a wet week or so, but that's not what the officials say. So on the old drought monitor, we are still not doing uh, particularly uh, well at the moment. Did either of you see the Alaskan Airlines Boeing where the door blew out of the fuselage? I did. I saw a little bit about that this morning. Sam, I, saw you a picture. I saw a picture. It was one of those things that it came across my feed, and I saw the picture, and I guess I didn't care enough to dive deeper into it. But so when it sucked the door out of the fuselage, which was found in Iowa or some guy's yard or... Oregon. Oregon? Is that where it, it happened? Oregon. And so... When the, the door got sucked out of the fuselage, it also opened the door to the cockpit and it removed the co-pilot's headset and the pilot lost a portion of his headset and they were able to land safely. But I found it interesting that that very aircraft had been disallowed from flying over large bodies of water because of warning lights that they had been receiving. So it was kind of, kind of scary. And I think they landed several of the the same type 
Yeah, I think they Airplane. grounded, grounded, they grounded the yes, fleet for go. at least a period of time. Uh, other national news going on. Congressional leaders have reached an agreement on overall spending levels for the current fiscal year that could help avoid partial government shutdown. Later this month, in a letter to colleagues, House Speaker Mike Johnson said yesterday the agreement would secure $16 billion in additional spending cuts from the previous agreement brokered by then-Speaker Kevin McCarthy and President Biden, and it's about $30 billion less than what the Senate was considering, so he considered it a win and the most uh, conservative-friendly piece of, uh, of spending deal that they had been able to achieve. The filing deadline in Kentucky for our upcoming election season came and went on Friday. Uh, Secretary of State Michael Adams even kind of did a ceremonious closing of the door, saying uh, the filing deadline has uh, has ended and you're too late if you're not already in. They even served popcorn as a snack. You had the people just waiting around the Secretary of State's office to see who was going to file last minute. All six Kentucky congressmen, five Republicans, one Democrat, have filed for re-election. They will all be challenged either in the spring primary or the November general election. Uh, we did see, I saw where Michael Meredith in the state legislature, he is being primaried. Uh, and I did not see, I didn't get a chance to look at all the local filings, but uh, candidates, political strategists, etc., will be trying to drive turnout in the spring because there will just be kind of a non-starter. Um, no, the presidential outcome is probably unknown. People will turn out they're either going to vote for Trump in the primary or they're not. About 300 candidates are locked in for the May primary election, according to the Associated Press. Some good news, Kentucky saw, uh, saw higher education enrollment growth between fall of 2022 and fall of 2023. According to the Council on Post-Secondary Education, a recently released report from the National Student Clearinghouse indicates Kentucky had the highest fall-to-fall -fall total higher education enrollment gains in the nation this year. Between fall of 2022 and 23, Kentucky experienced 5.6% overall enrollment growth, including 5.5% growth in undergraduate enrollment and 4.9% in graduate enrollment ranked fourth nationally. Some other national National trends of the report, community colleges are the driver for enrollment growth. Their shorter-term credentials remain popular among undergraduate students, and enrollment in health care programs is starting to rebound after pandemic declines, especially among those seeking undergraduate certificates and associate degrees. I would imagine there is a uh, health care labor shortage because of uh, lack of enrollment participation during that two-, uh, three-year period. A Kentucky County clerk has been indicted on two charges. Owsley County Clerk Shanna Oliver, 41 years of age, from Boonville, was indicted by a Franklin County grand jury for tampering for public records and second-degree official misconduct, according to the Kentucky AG's office. The AG's office said the indictment states that upon proper request and knowing she lacked the authority to retain them, Oliver unlawfully refused to deliver public records in her possession Two public servants from the Kentucky Department of, the, uh, Department of Vehicle Registration. I have not heard much about the clerk's offices over the last week, but, you know, they went through a big uh, computer system upgrade over the holiday season, and we'll hope that they are returning back to normal. One day last week, Dean Hood announced he was retiring from coaching at Murray State University. And then one day later, he joined the staff at the University of Kentucky, where he is the director 
of player development. Sam, I think the U.K. football program is happy to have Dean Hood home. Yeah, I saw that, uh, I know Matt Jones made a comment on KSR last week that Max Duffy loves him, and he has the relationship with the Australian punter, like, Czar. I know they were telling the story about, which was interesting. Like, this guy can get any Australian punter that he wants. And so hopefully this can, at least, if, if anything else, direct Kentucky back into that realm. But it also seems like he's somebody that demands a lot of respect. And that, I think, is something probably that Mark Stoops' program needs because it's kind of been, I don't even know the word to describe it. Un, I don't know if undisciplined is the, the full right word, but it's almost in between undisciplined and disciplined. There are some times they have certainly looked undisciplined. They've had a, a few off-the-field issues, but they've had some silly penalties as well. And so it's it'll be good to have a the wisdom of Dean Hood around the program. Yes, I agree. The Cats went on the road Florida to Florida to Gainesville on Saturday, and while the Gators led most of the game, the Cats were able to pull out a victory in the O-Dome thanks in part to a late three-pointer by Aaron Bradshaw and then a couple of key free throws at the end that Reed Shepard was able to sink but he wouldn't have had to be in that position had he made, not made a silly foul on the other end of the floor, Sam. Well, that was at the end of the game, so luckily it, that didn't matter as much. But he hit, he hit his free throws, so that foul didn't matter. But it was definitely a, a, a silly foul. But it was a great game. I know my dad and I were talking throughout the game, and it's just like, as we said, it, that was just one of those games that you were just sitting on the edge of your seat and just enjoying. And if you had no rooting interest in it, you would have very much just enjoyed the game because it was two teams playing well, making shots and so on, and I think it was actually a really, really good win for Kentucky because I think Florida's pretty good, and that's your freshman's true first tr- real road environment because Louisville probably didn't really count. So it's a, now, it's Will they officially list the Louisville well. game as a home game? <laughs> they probably should. They probably should. Or at should. least neutral site. WKU got their first Conference USA opener this season. Uh, McHenry had 18 points, and they defeated Liberty 70-68. to You playing any attention to the toppers? That's a big win for them. Liberty was, if, if you like reading bracketologies and all of that, Liberty's pretty much consistently been the Conference USA champion. And I know bracketologies this time of year mean absolutely nothing. So that's a big win for them. Liberty was kind of projected as the top team, and for Western to kind of make a statement early and introduce them to Conference USA, that's a big win for the tops. Over the holiday break is typically a time when high school basketball, they get a chance to travel. They may um, be participating in holiday tournaments or showcases, if you will. It has been, I don't know, maybe less, a little less busy than maybe historically. But the both programs, the Cougar boys and girls, were uh, involved late last week in in games. Kind of take us through the weekend, Sam. So I guess we can start. Well, I guess last week, because I mean, over Christmas, you know, the boys went to Paducah, and both teams went to Logan County. At Logan County, both teams finished in in third place in their tournament. Last week on Thursday, the boys lost an overtime game to Muhlenberg County, 79-71. to It's a great game. Uh, it was just uh, the Cougars led pretty much the entire way, and then Muhlenberg tied it up late and then took advantage in overtime to pick up the big win. And then they defeated Holmes on Friday, 70-66, to in a game that they kind of escaped. Uh, it was probably one they should have won by a little, little more than that. And then the Lady Cougars on Friday 
They defeated Apollo uh, in Owensboro 44-40. to I know it was a game that the coaches weren't necessarily thrilled with the performance, but uh, it's a win. And then the Lady Cougars are in action tonight, and that game time actually got moved up. So it's now 7 o'clock against Warren East, and Warren East is a team that that's really, really good. They played a couple of weeks ago, and Warren East won 59-32, to but the Lady Cougars really were without Sydney Perkins, their leading scorer in that game. She got hurt early, so hopefully she can uh, come in there, and maybe the Lady Cougars can pick up a big win tonight at home at 7 o'clock. Your color analyst at the end of the <laughs> Muhlenberg County game, I think he threatened to take up smoking? He did. He did. He <laughs> says, I, I think his ex- Mark looked at me funny. I came through and I had the game on my phone. And I was, because it was going into overtime or whatever, and I just kind of stopped and I'm like, Stephen is talking about smoking on air. <laughs> Yeah, I think his line was, is, I don't smoke, but I think I need a cigarette. Yeah. Yes, he did. It was funny. It was an exciting game. Uh, lots of excitement I'm yesterday at Paycor Stadium. 31 points scored by the Bengals yesterday. Did it feel just as good, even though the, the Browns were kind of resting players? 31 points is fun to watch, Sam. As I saw a uh, Cincinnati radio personality tweet, and I think it's the most accurate thing, is this is the coldest I've ever been in a preseason game. And that's kind of how it felt. So it was like it was it was cold, but it was, uh, I don't know. It's, it's good that the Bengals won. Now they made it to where every team in the AFC North finished above 500. It's the first time a division has had four teams above 500 in it since, like, 1955. Uh, but Bengals obviously missed the playoffs. But considering they finished above 500, with playing with Joe Burrow playing really five games healthy, I, I'm I'm as pleased as one could potentially be pleased. Were you surprised how well the Bills are playing? They've kind of resurgent as of late. No, I'm not surprised. I think they're they're good. I mean, Josh Allen is a really good quarterback. I think the Dolphins are kind of fraudulent as well. I, they they really the only team that they've beaten that's worth anything is the are the Cowboys, and the Cowboys don't play well on the road. So I, I don't know how much you read into that. But, yeah, no, the Bills are a team that I think could give the Ravens a run in the AFC. Yeah, and the Dolphins also, uh, as however good they once were, they keep losing people and they keep losing key people. It's hard to keep them on the field. The Titans played spoiler to the Jags yesterday, left uh, them out in the cold after winning 28-20. to 20, So I know Titans fans were happy about that. Trevor Lawrence fans not so happy. And tonight is college football's big night. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington in the national championship game. Sam, who are you taking? Um, I hope both teams have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Probably Michigan. I know that Washington's running back got hurt really late in that game, and that's what kind of leads me towards Michigan. But there is not a result that would surprise me tonight at all. I could see Penix putting him on the back for Washington and winning the game. It's it's one of those that I, I just hope it's a good game. Probably be a late uh, kickoff, too, because of Washington being out uh, west. No, it's so. actually a uh, relatively early. Like, it's like 7 oh, o'clock. It? All right, very good. So maybe we won't be up all night watching the watching the game. So there you go. You're all caught up. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. Plenty more here on In the Know. Did you know? Did you know you all have been so good over the holiday break that I have a double did you know for you, so please enjoy this extra helping. Did you know if you're over 100 years old, there's an 85% chance you're a woman? Hmm. Hmm. 
And did you know Queen Elizabeth only wore one nail polish color? Do we know the color, like the name of the color? It's called Essie's Ballet Slippers. E-S-S-I-E. Essie's Ballet Slippers. And I am going to go out on a limb and say that it is some shade of pink. Yes, it's light pink, it looks like. Pale pink. Sam's fast on the Googler. Listen, I couldn't even write it now. <laughs> See, luckily, now that now that I have this scenario here, I've got the computer right in front of me that it's like I, I don't even need to whip the phone out for it now. The weekend box office, Wonka, is number one again. And apparently, Timothy Chalamet has a new main squeeze. He was uh, smooching one of the Jenner girls on the Golden Globes last night. I've heard terrible things about this. And, and the person who posted... Went into detail, and I, I am like ninety five percent in agreement with this person on posts and music and things like that. And I take his opinion, uh, you know, I value. So I, I'm, I haven't even seen it. <laughs> Night Swim was at second. Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom at three. Migration at four. Anyone but you at five. It does sound it's like... Is it in or out of the migration movie? I've seen the previews for that. Is that something that she wants to see or no? I'm not familiar with migration either. It's made by like the minion, the people who make the minions, and I think it's like minions but for birds. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of like, and it talks about them migrating, and it's kind of like the same type of humor and so on. She would probably like that. We did watch Leo over the break. It's very good. Very, very good. The most anticipated movies of 2024, part one. Um, we may get to the other part tomorrow. January 12th, Mean Girls. On February 2, Dallas Bry uh, Bryce Dallas Howard stars in a spy novel. She's a spy novelist. She stars in a movie called Argyle, which is odd because today is Argyle Day. On Valentine's Day, Madam Webb, Bob Marley, One Love, also on Valentine's Day, Dune Part 2 on March 1st, Kung Fu Panda 4 in March. The end of March will bring Ghostbusters Frozen Empire, a sequel to 2021. I would have assumed they pulled the plug after the 2021 version. Yeah. Not good. Mickey 14, the end of March. Godzilla uh, versus Kong on April 12th, Civil War on April 26th, The Fall Guy May 3, Back to Black on May 10th, If May 17th, and Furiosa, A Mad Max Saga. And if you love Garfield, and I know you do, a Garfield movie is coming to theaters May 24th. It's the first animated feature since 2006 for the Garfield franchise. But it stars Samuel L. Jackson and Chris Pratt. So is Garfield going to have a potty mouth? I don't I saw a preview for that. I think it might have been one of those things that they debuted it during Sunday Night Football a couple of weeks ago. And it was just weird hearing because Chris Pratt just does his regular voice instead of a... Like Garfield kind of always in the traditional movies has a distinctive voice. And I don't know that Chris Pratt fits Garfield. Agree. Golden Globes were on last night. The winners, Oppenheimer got Best Motion Picture. Poor Things got Best Picture Musical or Comedy. 
Christopher Nolan from Oppenheimer won Best Director. Anatomy of a Fall, Justine Triet won Best Screenplay. And the Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Cillian Murphy from Oppenheimer. Lily Gladstone, Killers of the Flower Moon, won Best Actress. Emma Stone for Poor Things won the Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Musical, or Comedy. Paul Giamatti won last night. Robert Downey Jr. won for Oppenheimer. But the thing that surprised me the most, it was the Best Supporting Actor. And it was the guy who plays Tom on Succession. And he does an outstanding job. McFadden is his last name. I had no idea until last night he's British. So to hear him in his acceptance speak with his British accent, but he does such a good job with an American accent in succession, it just threw me for a loop. It's like House. Hugh, Hugh Orton. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where he's, he's British, but obviously Dr. House is, is very American. So it's just it's, it's weird to hear him talk with his British accent. I guess that's part of acting. They did a yes. phenomenal job with that. Joe Coy's Golden Globe monologue apparently fell flat. He was only chosen six days before the show to get it together. So, And he even said, I don't know what you expect. I was only chosen six days ago for this role. But he, Taylor Swift did make it. She was nominated because of her movie. He told a Taylor Swift joke, which fell flat, and she just kind of looked at him. Travis Kelsey apparently did not make it to the Golden Globes. It's kind of interesting. I saw the thing today. Travis Kelsey. Does that make you happy, Sam? You broke up there for a second. Travis Kelsey's has a less net worth than Taylor Swift's cat, Olivia. It makes sense to me. I, mean, I figure it makes you clearly more intelligent. Well. I mean, I'm, I'm no fan. It <laughs> is more intelligent. Uh, in case you missed it, Kelly Clarkson has banned kids from social media until they're 18. She says, it's not allowed under my roof. I appreciate the sentiment, but I think that she's just encouraging fake accounts or sneaking onto social media if you expect teenagers to stay clear until they're 18? Yeah, probably safe to say. I mean, yeah. I do think <laughs> that people are turning their kids loose on social media way too early, but I think that if they're capable of driving at age 16 and being responsible enough to do that, you would hope they would be responsible enough at some level to operate the pathways of social media. I know I had to wait until high school. And it was okay, funny yeah, because... I think that's fair. Yeah, when I, when I became a freshman, and then my mom got a Facebook as well that same time, and I remember she said, oh, I'm never going to use that. And she, I think she loves it now. <laughs> I don't know so if love is the right word, but she's enjoyed catching up with people that she hasn't caught, you know, seen since high school. Of course. During the break, I discovered the... Two different report cards of Taylor's. When she got her first cell phone, the deal was 
bring home all A's at the end of this semester, and we will go get a cell phone for you that day. And so I found it wasn't that she had like one B or two B's in the previous quarter. So it wasn't like she had some dramatic improvement, but I had both both report cards. I had the one before and I had the one after, so that was Retton is talking nearly dying during the pneumonia battle. She is still on oxygen, but she appeared on today's show last week. So it sounds like that maybe she's out of the woods. At least I hope so. She's an American treasure and nearly lost her life due to pneumonia. But she seems to be like she's going to do. Okay, so there's your entertainment news. Going to get to a break. We'll come back and got plenty more as we wrap it up for the morning here on In the Know. shooting bullets at targets half a football field away. Accuracy is everything. And having good aim is pretty important, too, if you're hoping to build a happy, successful life. Hi, this is Jim Daly with Focus on the Family. At the 2004 Olympics in Athens, Greece, Matt Emmons was nearing victory in the 50-meter three-position rifle event. It came down to the final shot. All he needed to do was strike the target, and he'd win the gold medal. When he pulled the trigger, he knew he'd made a good shot. In fact, he thought he hit the bullseye. But the scoreboard didn't record any points. The officials discovered that Emmons had shot the wrong target. He'd been standing in lane two, but hit the target in lane three. And in one shot, he went from certain victory to eighth place. If you think about it, we each face a similar danger. It's easy to spend your life aiming for the bullseye of happiness, only to discover you've been aiming at the wrong target all along. Things like faith and family are enduring values that give life its richness and meaning. Yet so many people keep their sights focused on less significant pursuits, like even bigger homes or an endless parade of new stuff. These ambitions attract us, but they aren't meaningful enough enough to build our lives on. True happiness starts with aiming for the right target. You'll find encouragement to make every day count at FocusOnTheFamily.com. I'm Jim Daly. The words you are about to hear are taken from letters sent in by members to the Trinity Debt Management Program. Dear Trinity, today I'm making my final credit card payment. Before I came to you, I was in a constant state of anxiety and panic, but now there is hope for my family's financial future. Working with Trinity made me understand that I'm not alone. You really do help people. Your kindness will never be forgotten. Without Trinity support, I would not have achieved my lifelong goal of becoming debt-free. We saved a lot on interest and penalties, of course, but the reward was the gift of human kindness. Trinity has carried me through a very difficult time in my life. You're amazing. I used to feel so anxious and hopeless. Now I feel grace and peace. God bless Trinity as you continue to help others become debt-free. If credit card debt has you down, call Trinity at 1-800-990-6976. That's 1-800-990-6976. 
at SimpliSafe, your safety is the only thing that matters. Introducing 24-7 lifeguard protection, only from SimpliSafe Home Security. Now, monitoring agents can see and speak to intruders through our new indoor camera to help stop crime in real time and for fast police response. Get 20% off any new system with Fast Protect Monitoring at simplysafe.com slash radio. Advanced home security, 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Every business seeks an advantage, whether it's having the best location, hiring top talent, or spotting trends before they happen. And now, the United States Postal Service can give your business a new advantage. Introducing USPS Ground Advantage. Reliable and affordable two- to five-day package shipping. It's the advantage you need at the price you want. Get the Ground Advantage at USPS.com slash advantage. The United States Postal Service. Delivering for America. MB's point to ponder for today. Why is it that your clothes only get caught on the door handle when you're in a bad mood? I don't know, but it happens. It's like a law of the universe. Mm -hmm. If you're in a good mood, stuff like that doesn't happen. But when you're in a bad mood, it happens uh, multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. On television tonight, the college football playoff comes to a conclusion. The national championship game. Sam, you said you just want everybody to have a good time. Yeah, 7.30 is what time it starts tonight. Um, I don't really care who wins. It's just more funny to me that this is a Big Ten national championship because both these teams are in the Big Ten next year. Uh, yeah. It will be odd not seeing an SEC team on the field tonight because uh, more years than not. Uh, there is one. And so you were, you were a couple of plays away from having an all-SEC national championship. Tech, you know, with Alabama and Texas, you could classify in that realm as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, on television tonight, there's also, I was going to tell you, so I think most everyone is watching. I think the Mannings are actually doing a Manning cast of the national championship game. Are they? That's what I saw the other night. Of course, you know, they do their, they, they do where the Michigan radio team uh, or radio coverage people will have a feed, and then so will Washington, and across all of their channels between ABC and ESPN and the Ocho and all those, they've got to find something to put on there, so they just find different versions of the same game. Today's highlight in history. This date in 1864, Lyndon Johnson, the president in his State of the Union address, declared an unconditional war on poverty in America. Elvis Presley was born this date in 1935. AT&T settled the Justice Department's antitrust lawsuit against it this date in 1982. Alabama beat Georgia in overtime in the national championship game 26-23 this date in 2018. Birthdays today, CBS Newsman, former CBS Newsman, Charles Osgood is 91. Bob Eubanks is 86. Christy Lane is 84. Gabby Hoffman is 42. Gone but not forgotten, Soupy Sales, born in 1926. And David Bowie played him earlier. He was born this date in 1947. 
Okay. All right. We didn't want to deprive everybody of the chart toppers, so we got. Do uh, you know how sometimes they butt in on us last minute? So they mm -hmm. uh, they did that again today. So. All right. You missed a couple of things. You missed the Beatles while we're gone. You missed the Platters. You missed the Steve Miller band. But in 1983, Don Henley was number one with Dirty Laundry. Michael Jackson, number one in 1992, Black or White. Let's go to 2010, Lady Gaga and Bad Romance. Gaga. All right. Say that again, Sam. I said Lady Gaga. Lady Gaga. All right. MD's Pearl of Wisdom for today says the difference between try and and triumph is a little umph. The difference between try and triumph is a little umph. MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for Beej, I'm MB, and now you're in the know.